This podcast was recorded live on March 25th at 10 p.m. Things may have changed since the time of this recording. Please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I am Samora, your host, and the fellas are here for another episode of SJH Man Cave. We are live on Facebook and looking forward to another fantastic conversation. You can follow our Facebook page at SJH Man Cave and our Facebook group at SJH Podcast Family to get notified when we're going live and engage in discussions we have throughout the week. You can also see our videos on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. And with all that being said, let's dive right in. And so I don't think there was much doubt about what this particular show would be on. Derek Jackson has just completely lost it. Uh, just brother is spiraling down hard and fast. Made three different confession videos regarding cheating on his wife. All of them were horrible. All of them were cringy to look at. And this is after years of being someone as an influencer who was telling black women, don't tolerate black men who cheat. If a black man cheats on you, kick him to the curb. You are beautiful. You are needed. You are the important one. And that brother has to do die da 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 And now it looks like all of it was a lie and that he was cheating on his wife the entire time. I would just open it up. I don't even have specific questions yet. Brothers. Uh, what do you think about it, Hudson? I'll start with you. I'm I'm kind of surprised that no dudes came forward. You know, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Wow. What? You know, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I, I hate to speculate like that, but but this dude seemed like he down for whatever. I mean, if you if you listen <sighs> oh, to his like, Hudson, oh, if wow. you listen to his confession <laughs> video, dude. He basically said, I did any and everything for, for, for years. He sure, he sure did. I mean, he, he did not like, he, he didn't get, look, he didn't give like specifics like that, but he basically, he basically said, look, if you consider it cheating, I did it. I mean, that's wow. what he said. Uh, look, look here, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, there might be some more folk out there. We might get another surprise coming down coming down the road here. <laughs> well, I mean, we just got a couple of new ones. What was it, today? I think one of them said that uh, she was impregnated <laughs> at one point, but she was a surgeon or a doctor, so she decided to go ahead and get an abortion and not keep the baby. Come on, bro. Hey, come oh, on. man. Wow, I Hudson. <laughs> you know Hudson always comes with the left field observations. I man, he jumped out the bleachers, Jack. Like, wow. <laughs> we we do come like security chasing him and everything. Oh wow. Um I did not know how to say we were kicking it off like that tonight. Okay. Um Yeah. Um I try to clear my mind. I, Take your time. Well, okay, so just just to let folks know, like I I I really wasn't aware of this dude in the beginning. Uh, I've seen a few of the clips, but he, I always considered the guy to be one of them dudes. Well, number one, when I heard him speak, like I immediately turned off the video. Like anytime I ever saw him, because anybody who sits up and tells you exactly what it is you want to hear, and this is something that I find weird when it comes to women that. Like they don't recognize game the the grifter, you know what I mean? Like when you listen, to the few videos that I've seen, if you sit and you listen to him talk, he honestly sounds like one of them old school grifters, like them dudes you used to see in the movies who would come into town with that cart selling snake oil, like for real, like snake oil. It, it'll heal all the, it'll heal your cancer and everything else. Jason said like, this dude got some tonic. That's what he always sounded like. That's why I would always turn it off. Like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want any snake oil, bro. I'm good. And and like to sit there and actually to sit and, and be a, a man and would actually sit and consider the things that he's saying. Like, if dudes are cheating, like they literally probably looking to him for the playbook at this point. That man do sound man. I need. I wish I could sound as convincing as he do when I'm tricking off. You know, that's what it kind of—it kind of seems like they just videos that he made for dudes who want to trick off at some point. Granted, you know, he actually, did it on a bit of a higher level. 
this this brings up a, a good question for me. So uh, I was looking at a video from Kevin Samuels, who's a guy who talks a lot about relationships and has been blowing up on the internet quite a bit. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's definitely an intelligent, eloquent brother, and he's always inter entertaining to listen to. Mm. The day this all kicked off, he made a video that night and said, high value men are just about always cheat. And when he... And when he says high value, he means men that are making six figures or more, are taking care of their bodies. So, you know, they have that look that the sisters like mm. uh, and that they have a solid online footprint. You know, so they're posting regularly. A lot of different people know them. And, you know, they they just have a positive, solid reputation. He's like, these type of men should not be expected to be faithful in their relationships. And then you, you know what like I'm going to say, times, right? Hold on. He said oftentimes the, the marriages that they enter into, it's expected that the man is not going to remain faithful. And so the, the woman, you know, as long as he doesn't bring back any diseases or any outside children, it's expected he's going to do his thing and it's going to be okay because he's a brother at a certain level and there's only so much you can ask from that type of person. And you know what we got I'm three saying. husbands on the on the line right now. I figured this might be a good time to ask if y'all agree. Go ahead. I'll you know <laughs> what I'm gonna say? It sounds like because with the timing of that video, it sounds like he has some sort of an inside track on his confession. <laughs> and remember what I said in the beginning. I'm surprised some dudes ain't come forward. Huh. <laughs> How would he know wow. that it looked like Darren Jackson was about a lot to make of, this confession? A lot of brothers felt like Darren Jackson was fronting and that he was probably out here with a, with a whole bunch of females and lying to these women in the car day in, day out. Look, in all seriousness, I mean, do any of you guys believe that that based on the amount of cheating he basically said he did, do any of y'all believe she didn't know? I don't. Y'all think he really was able to hide this for all this time? No. Well, I mean, uh, and, from I'm not saying it's it's a, a total scam, but I, I I gotta say she she knew, and maybe maybe she just wanted to keep the family together, and basically said just don't let it come out. But mm -hmm. it came out, so now she gotta address it. I mean, that's what it seemed like to me. Well, I mean. Here's here's the thing about it, and this is this this is strictly my opinion when it comes to things. And I remember, I remember what I was like when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to a certain type of women that you want to date, and certain type of women that you look for. There's certain things that you're looking for in women, right? So, with with what has come out about this dude, and what I've been, and what I just said about how I kind of felt about his videos and everything else. What makes you think he picked some one of the strongest women in the world? You know what I mean? He picked somebody with the insecurities that he needs to prey upon. He needed somebody insecure enough to say, you know what? You can stick around with me, but I'm going to do what I want to do and you're not going to go nowhere. Why? Because you're going to depend on me and I'm going to make sure that you de depend on me emotionally, financially, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, the fact that he does this cheating I mean, no, it doesn't. It, it it doesn't come to any surprise, but the fact that, or even thinking or considering the fact that this woman known knew everything about it, I'm pretty sure she knew about everything that he was doing and whatever before they even got married. Right. So he's I always mean, been this way. And so I'm saying, like at, at the end of the day, we we pick what we need out of our partners. He needed somebody weak minded enough so he can go out here and he can trick off as much as he wanted to. And you're going to stay at home and take care of the kids or whatever the case may be. Take care of my home. Be there where I need you to be. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to keep it pushing. Now, the fact that he got caught doing it, I mean, it might have thrown a little bit of monkey wrench in some of the machine. But from what you're seeing right now, it kind of just seems like he's just he's just taking the grift in a new direction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems like, yeah, like the ship is sinking, but I mean, I mean, just look, just look at it now. And, and like I say, I haven't, scenes, followed, these I hadn't followed these people. I hadn't followed these people. I've seen more videos from this dude's wife within the last couple of days. And, and from what I understand, most folks didn't even know he was married. 
No. Nobody even well, nobody had ever seen this woman. They knew he was married, but in the eight years he's been doing this, he, I can't ever remember him. He never saw the kid. Mm-hmm. Like every time I saw no. the video, the boy was in his car somewhere. I assume coming from tricking off. I mean, oh, I figured it was it. his inspiration. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I just man. <laughs> <laughs> I just had three of them in the room. You know what? Let me go. I got some stuff to say. <laughs> he was creating his own inspiration. Before you go on, what one of the folk posted, one of our friends posted that little meme uh, uh, with her, with, with uh, the cartoon of the person looking out the window, being yeah. mad. And it, had, and it had that person in the bonnet. It said, uh, my, Derek Jackson's wife looking out the window at him going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, since you bring that up, that comes to another question I had. So, one of the, the little confession videos he did was him sitting with his wife. And there's been a lot of comments about the way his wife looked in that video that she was wearing a bonnet, that it seemed like she might have just rolled out of bed to go be a part of this video. And there are some folks who are saying this is because she's done and she don't really want to even be involved in this apology and he's just forcing her to be there. And then there are other people who are upset about the attention and saying, He's the one who screwed up. Why does his wife have to deal with all this negative attention about what she's wearing and how she's carrying herself? I was curious if either one of you had uh, had thoughts on this, Hudson. Well, well, the first thing is it's not just that they're saying it looked like she fed up or she may have rolled out of bed, didn't want to be there. There's people that's that's talking about, hey, and surprisingly, it's a lot of women who are sitting there talking about. You know that you know she almost brought it on herself because that's how that's how she looked, that's how she dressed, and and the women that he been messing messing around with on her look all good, mm-hmm. you know. So they mm-hmm. they've been taking this and and trying to turn it like it's like it's her fault because she she dressed down, right? And so and so I I mean I think it's absolutely ridiculous, but I'm I'm really surprised that it's a lot of women doing it. It's like the dude cheated. And 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 for me, you'd be lucky to get me in a video. And you you mm-hmm. expect me to dress mm-hmm. up for it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like uh, like are you serious right now? You about to get on get on this thing in front of the world, in front of your followers with with one video got 1.9 million views. Mm-hmm. And I'm so and I'm supposed to sit sit here? Are you serious? You lucky I even get I, I even stepped on here, and it's because I just want to keep the empire going. However much money <laughs> they got, I just want to keep it going. Because if we get a divorce, I'm getting half, so right. I want that. So right. I might as well keep this thing going. That's that's yeah. my take on it. Jason, what about you? I feel like it's just part of the new grift. It's like I was saying before, like to have the wife come on, looking the way she looked, and all the other stuff, like. The opinion, the, the fact that folks jumped on the way the woman looked, I mean, it seemed so obvious. Like, what other reason to have her come out there and do that than to get people talking? Mm-hmm. It's how you get the attention. Now, it, now, and we've all found out very well that most of these people out here who have collected flat fame and then had these little fifteen minute famous times and and then gained all this all this all this money and all this other attention. They don't think they don't they don't care about what kind of attention they get. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're getting the views, as long as you're getting the likes, as long as you're making the comments, you're paying attention to them. They're trending. So I just feel like it's part of the new grip. Now he's including the wife in on it. Because like I said, I've seen more videos that I, in the last two days from her than I didn't see from him. And that's not to say that she has more, but you're starting to see her more and more now. So now you're doing a scene, the grift and whatever when it comes to the wife. It's like he, it's like they're, it's almost like it's planned. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, what we got to do to shake it up a little bit? We need to make a little bit more money. Hey, babe, I need you to get in on this grift. I need you to start bringing in just as much as I do so we can start making more money. That's what it honestly seems like to me. Because mm-hmm. she got right back on with the same crap on, talking about some, you know, this is my soldier's hat and this ain't a fatigue shirt and all this other bullshit. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, why is she making videos now? But it makes sense. It's how you start the next phase of the grift. 
So the next thing, let's, let's start talking about what that's going to be about. It's going to be about a woman who who has been hurt and who's trying to find a way through, through faith in God and a strength in this and a strength in that. That's what you're going to start seeing from that part of it now. And he has to change his lane to, well, I made mistakes. And now I need to, I need to cater towards people and wonder who've made mistakes because we all made mistakes. And you can't sit here and just judge me because we all human and woo this and that. It's just new levels of the griff. And they That's both going to write a book now. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, two books coming out. and how many of these simple-minded people are going to go out and buy it? Every last one of them. Even the ones that all made him rich over the last eight years, they're still giving him the attention of whatnot that he, that he was getting before. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not positive attention. It's all negative, but it's still attention. You know what? And it, it, it doesn't sense. matter. You know what? It totally makes sense because, you know, like if you look at our podcast numbers, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at them, they, they go up and then they come down a little bit and level off. And then it'll go up again, come down a little and level off. So that might be what happened to them. He didn't it's, went up. It, it's ratings month. leveled off. And so now <laughs> they need to go back up again. You know, so, but, but just, let me assure the fans of the podcast, I am not about to make up a story and, and pretend <laughs> like me and my <laughs> wife are in trouble just so I can get some ratings. I'm not going to do that. So I can assure y'all of that, that right now. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I understand that everything you're saying makes sense, Jason. But I don't agree. I don't think this was really the next phase of the grift. And I definitely don't feel like either one of them wanted this because I don't feel like what the what's happening right now has any real staying power. They're going to be hot for another week. For another week, we'll watch everything that's going on and people will comment on it and all that kind of stuff. And then people will stop caring. Um, and I say that because one You know, some people, it's entertaining to watch them self-destruct. Like like Whitney Houston, as much as we all loved her, as respected as she was, it was people found it just as entertaining to watch her basically spiral downward. Because even watching her talk and just her perspective, it was extremely entertaining. And that's the whole... Uh, housewives wave as well, right? You're watching these women who don't know how to act and it's highly entertaining watching them just be ratchet all day, every day. <laughs> His wife doesn't have that type of magnetism on screen at all. Not yet. And neither. Not yet. And I don't think they're gonna. she's going to be allowed time to develop it. And Derek Jackson doesn't have, definitely doesn't have that type of magnetism. His pull, his draw, was that he was constantly telling you exactly what you wanted to hear. Now that he switched that up, his, the, his reputation is plummeting. So I don't think either one of them had the type of skills that you would need in order to pull off the type of grift you're talking about. So well, to me, when I look at it, I feel like they're done. I don't see how they really come back from this. Well, the only reason I, I, I would disagree with you on that is just from the fact that he's been doing this for eight years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it ain't been a loud buzz about this dude. He, did, he didn't make a million and a half dollars. You know what I mean? Just being real big and just out there. and every on the, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't a name on the tip of everybody's tongue. Right. You know what I mean? Just like right now, yeah, it's a big thing right now. Yes, yeah, from a week from now, it's going to be a bunch of, it, ain't nobody going to be talking about it. It ain't going to be newsworthy or nothing like that. But that same base, well, well, not the same base, because like I say, with this Griff, he's going after a different audience at this point. Right. He's gotten as much as he can out of the audience of, of the, the victim black women out here who need to be told exactly how to deal with men and how they, and black men don't cheat if you don't do this and that, blah, blah, right. blah. Speaking of what it is that they need to hear in order to get through their day and get the money out of their pockets, now he's going to go down a different avenue and go after the pockets of those that he's taking this this new lane towards. Right. And when it comes to the wife, right now, no, she doesn't have the the key and charismatic, and the, she didn't came with both of the videos I didn't see. She didn't came up with that same damn bonnet these people are steady talking about. <laughs> the moment she fuck around. <laughs> Because what's going to happen is either two or three, four videos from now, you're going to see her come in all done up. 
She gonna have mm-hmm. some good makeup on. The head gonna be laced. She and she gonna talk good shit to women, and that's going to draw people's mm-hmm. attention. And she's going to build her audience just like he built his over the last eight years. It wasn't with real loud noise. He just put videos out there every other day. And, you know, every now and again, somebody called up, say, won't you come speak for these people? Won't you come and do this? We'll pay you to come do this. We'll pay you to appear here. You know, nice. that, that, that kind of that kind of fame that he has right now, the only reason it's exploding right now is because of the eight years he's put into this grift. Right. And nobody puts, nobody, don't nobody just stop grifting. That's his livelihood. You know what I mean? That's what that's what he does. It's just like people who steal from stores. We steal. That's what I do. How, how do I make my money? I steal it. And this this ain't gonna stop him from doing that. What's the next step? To go back and just get a regular gig or something like that? No. He's well, he's heading down a new lane, and then he's taking the wife along for the ride to see how much she can pick up too. When you marketing, you you have to. There's points and times when you got to make a splash, and and like. Here's how I found out, even found out this dude existed, is because comedians were doing that side by side commentary and making fun of him. So they had, so they had him on one side talking, and then they would they would counter everything he said with a funny joke and this and that. And that's how I even knew this dude existed. So mm-hmm. you know, to, quite honestly, us three, we we probably just don't travel in those circles and 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 look at even people who even remotely talk about that kind of stuff on a regular basis to have his videos even show up on our timelines. Mm. Cause I only saw it by sheer chance. So, well, so I've you, seen a lot of his videos, but it's always been guys who are criticizing his that's videos. That's what I'm saying. talking about and how so, much of a sleazeball he was. And so when you <laughs> got a million, you can easily get a million followers just having that niche. And, but you want some more followers. You want to get them really fast. You go, hey, you make a bit splash, you go viral and get tens of millions looking at you when they normally would not have. And people mm-hmm. who didn't know you existed now have now know. And mm-hmm. and some of them will now follow him, if not just to see what the next dumb shit he says. <laughs> you know, right. it's just like people who follow Trump. I followed Donald Trump just so I could troll him. And right. hope that he actually sees something <laughs> that I said. <laughs> you know, I didn't like him. I followed right. him because I wanted to see this dumb shit he was saying. And some people just got to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, not to get off topic, but did you see that Trump is, uh, looks like he started his own podcast oh, network? I avoided bringing it up with you all because I figured you didn't want to make it a topic. But he's going to find a way to stay relevant. And I think, I think you've convinced me, Jason, that Derek is pretty much doing the same thing. He's just going to shift into another grift and shift into another way of being able to get that same message out and make money the only way he knows how. I don't, I think, I don't it, think it was completely a scam though, but I, right. I, I think partially a scam. Like I, oh. like I said, I think she knew about it, but she was letting mm-hmm. it go just to keep the peace mm-hmm. and right. to keep the money rolling in. You know, one of the craziest things about this whole situation is that I feel like it's a self-inflicted wound. My understanding from the first video he did is that the original woman who came out with you know pictures of their conversations and was trying to clown him basically did it because he cut her off cold turkey and was like, eh, I'm done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. And then, of course, she got upset, caught feelings, and started releasing a bunch of information about him. And when I first heard about it, I was like, this is awful. Why, why would you do that to a person? Even if you decided, okay, I'm going to take my marriage seriously now and not deal with you, you can at least have a conversation with that individual and say, hey, look, I'm trying to get my marriage back on track. We can't do this anymore. You know, I appreciate you, yada, yada, yada. But this is the last time we're going to speak. Try to end things amicably so that you don't end up in a situation like this. But now, listening to this conversation, I feel like if you wanted to be able to move into a different grift anyway, then this kind of worked out for you. This has <laughs> caused a huge blow up, gotten a bunch of attention, and maybe given you some momentum to propel you into the next phase of what you're trying to do. Because even in thinking like that, like, just, just to, and I'm sorry to interrupt the Hudson, just, just in thinking about it like that, 
he's he's been he's been known and he's been doing all this stuff for eight years, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, all of a sudden, it's one of the kicks that he done messed around with that got upset and emotional because he cut off. Mm-hmm. And she has all these photos and all this information, right? Since we're the side chicks having all this information, if these mm-hmm. dudes are in control of these situations, why is there any evidence of anything that they're doing? Mm-hmm. So that's why I always find it weird. Like they always dropping pictures and photos and all kinds of shit. We was here. We this we was having taco night over here, and they got all these selfies and whatnot with the dudes. It's like nobody who's careful about trying to keep their things secret allows there to be evidence of what they're doing to exist. Counterproductive. So it's like at some point, it honestly just feels like. Hey, it's like, okay, well, let's make sure we get enough photos together so we got enough to make the griff look real. See, here's here's where here's where I think we and, and we overestimate men, right? And th- this is I hate the stereotype, but women are a lot better at this than men are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> quite honestly, uh, 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 men will go and and they'll the first off they're not honest. So instead of just saying, hey, I got a wife, you ain't never going to be nothing to me. But if you want if you want to get down, we can do that. Right. Men don't do that. They start making these promises. <laughs> they start talking about, man, my wife is just killing me right now. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to dump her. I swear to you, I'm going to dump her. No, I'm just staying with her for the kids. They make all these dumbass promises all in the middle of it. Next thing you know, they want to be cutting somebody off. Of course, she up there like, excuse me, <laughs> you know. So see that that's what that's how men are. Women, they they when they tell you, they will tell you flat out. You better not <clears throat> say nothing. I, I I got my man. You are just you know, <laughs> you um, just a little candy right now. <laughs> see, I disagree with that. I feel like women are so much better at it. Because men are better at being side pieces. You tell a man, "Hey, it's over. I don't want to. Do, I don't want anything to do with you anymore." Dudes be like, "All right, I'm on to the next one and move on." Like it, it's women who all of a sudden you say, "Look, I'm going back to my wife. I'm going to try to be true. We good. We done." And the one be like, "What you mean? We was going to be forever. What you mean you dumping me for her?" cutting your tires and breaking your windows. So like, when have you ever heard about a man breaking a woman's window because she didn't break up with her husband for him? I never heard of breaking windows. windows. Men don't break windows, but they do other things. Like they, they're they're just more, they're they're more controlled. They don't break property, but they Mm -hmm. do other things. They show up at the chick house while the husband there too, trying to find out why she, why he, why she don't want to see him no more. (laughs) <laughs> motherfuckers get emotional too these motherfuckers get emotional too I'm sorry and, and the woman she I'd say it happens it. a lot less she's good at it because a she'll, lot she'll, less she, she won't break she won't break eye contact she won't she'll, she'll be like oh this <laughs> just this just the Uber <laughs> driver you know she'll, she'll real quick play that off take him outside and you know this Uber eats you know what I'm saying like they they real good at that so. I feel like that's why it was such huge news when Jada Pinkett's little dude, when, when he went bitch and started telling everybody about what happened, because you don't see men doing that. That is not how we operate. Oh, we done? Damn, that was nice. I'm kind of going to miss that. But I right, deuces. I'm going to find another chick. Like, this is how I'm, I feel like most men roll, whereas women... Women don't want to hear that you're cutting them off. Women don't want to hear that, oh, we ain't doing this thing no more. Women don't want to hear that you putting any woman and even your wife over them. So it's much harder for a man to successfully cheat than it is for a woman. Dudes are not the only people who try to find out what they need. It was just like I was saying before, like this dude dealt with certain kind of women. Women do the same thing. There's a lot of over-emotional fucking dudes out here Get them a shot of ass and fuck around, lose their minds. These mo- it's motherfuckers in jail right now for killing women because they didn't either cheated on them or because they lied to them or they didn't did something to them. Like women affect men in a very in a very dangerous way. So it ain't the- yeah, it's a lot of dudes out here. That- yeah, I check it out. I ain't I go get me some more pussy from somewhere else. Yeah, that's when you dealing with a certain type of chick though. 
you know, it's some random brawl from the crowd. No, you ain't going to care. But somebody you've invested time in, someone that you've invested time in emotionally and physically, that that I don't give a damn who you are. When you spend a little bit of time with somebody who you like and dig and, and, they, and they, they present everything it is and one that, that you love and you and you as profound to you, you become attached. And that's, that's why I've never understood the whole side chick thing. Like, how do y'all get into this and not get emotional about it? Women it doesn't make sense. Hard. Women try hard to keep you from making that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. But men, they try to get the woman by making that emotional connection. And when you do that, what you expect. And if you make that emotional connection with a man and a man mess around and you catch some feelings, he might not break out windows, but he going to do mm-hmm. something to blow up your spot. He, he kidnapped your dog or something. <laughs> 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 he done snatched up your cat. He done took your grandmother and left her somewhere or something. Who's <laughs> be tripping, dog? I'm sorry. They just, like, women are emotional. I will not sit here in front. Women are very emotional. But mm. men can be just as emotional. I don't they really that. can. I've seen, I see. I'm just saying. It's a lot of dudes in jail right now. Unfortunately, I sit up at night and I watch all these stupid, uh, these, these murder mystery shows that my wife like to sit up and watch. Like, damn, why this dude kill everybody? Because he met some little young little girl that messed around and put a little young little pussy on him and shit. And he that came home and killed his wife, his daughter, his son, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. So women, women can make things happen just as much as men can. Man, I came home one day, found out somebody ate my cookies. I've been waiting on them all day. <laughs> Man, I was damn near the tears when I got home. All day work, no damn cookies here. I was upset. Wow. Wow. That's a good comparison. <laughs> right, right. You gotta love his analogies. Cookies. <laughs> Hope you ain't yeah. murdering nobody over no cookies, bro. That's all I got. <laughs> it definitely seems like the women in the chat agree with you all. Quinn <laughs> says dudes have that bitch assness syndrome. They cry, play on your phone, try to run you over. Dude. <laughs> saying. <laughs> I guess I just don't I, I, I don't associate with these brothers I don't know these brothers most exactly. of the men that I associate with exactly hey, we good we know we move on I don't know these brothers who hey, stalk females like that and you don't you but, don't want to know them neither because they they make you involved in that bullshit and it's like no <laughs> nope you you gonna be over there I told you stop trying to fuck little 12 year olds stop fucking with these little 18 especially the dudes that fuck around with the young girls they make all the stupid ass mistakes. For some reason, that young pussy fuck around and make their asses thinking they 20 and shit in years. Dude, <laughs> you done threw your whole life away for a shot of ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For a girl who basically just waiting for you to die so she can get all your shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how that do you build worse. a life with somebody over for years? How do you that build a life with one person? And then just, you know, throw it all away because mm-hmm. it's crazy. What's worse, they try to get you to come with them over to their crib or something, something stupid like that. <laughs> they try to get you to go with them. Like, what the fuck are you going over there for? <laughs> I'm the one with money. Now, you know, that's the only thing. Most of the times, you know, what brothers do as far as their relations or whatever I don't try to make any judgments, you know. I, I, I'm not you. I'm not in your situation. Do what you're going to do. But the brothers who, maybe you leave your wife, but how do you leave your wife and kids for some little young bro that you just met that you decided that you just also in love with? I don't understand. Like, you got multiple kids at home, and now you're going to put them in split parent household because you done met some little 22-year-old hard body and... Has this decided, is, oh, they I'm just about let everything go. In the first place. <laughs> they care about them kids. This anyway. is my Bruh. chance to get my life back. This Bruh. is I can you. This girl is gonna take me where I wanted to be. This is what I wanted in the first place. No, bro, you just don't know what the fuck you want at all. That was the whole damn problem. You didn't want this woman. Soul. This one. This woman gratified you for the short time that it gratified you. And what's funny is. Is what I find about in most of these dudes where they marry these girls is they do it out of some 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 notion that like they owe it to them. 
You know what I mean? Well, you know, she stuck with me, you know, when it was hard times and shit, you know, so I put a ring on her. Well, what sense does that shit make? It's like most dudes who marry a woman because he got her pregnant. Dude, you don't have to marry them. Mm-hmm. You can raise that kid separately. Right. Why would you why would you make the choice to commit yourself to one person when you know you don't want to do that? I gotta do the right thing, dog. Man, I gotta step up hey. and be a man, dog. Oh. I gotta do the right thing, dog. No, dog. So be that's... a man and raise your child. What's, what's that got to do with it? <laughs> that got this to do with getting married to somebody you don't want to be with? That's the dumbest shit ever. Here's, and my, I, favorite I, oh. Here's my favorite one. I gotta make an honest woman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> There's no turning holes to housewives in real life, bro. Either she is what she is, bro. <laughs> Is she for the streets? She for the streets. Okay. I've never understood that. Like it, it never made sense to me. Like, like if you if you just out here and you want to run the streets, you you want you don't know one day you might end up rich or you might end up having some money or you might run around in circles and whatnot with women that you don't know normal you don't normally mess around with. Just like this dude. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every woman that's come out and said something, it's been a doctor or somebody who's making some money. I think it's been like two doctors or two nurses or something like that. Yeah, he deals with high quality. He, uh, he deals women. with I'm, so I'm much to the point, point. So <laughs> much to the point that he got them filling out documents <laughs> to do the fucking around with. One of them got a gag order. Really? Yeah, he, he has a gag read. order against one of them because I guess he was about to come out and start talking shit. He's like, "Oh, hey, hold on, I got you in with this favor, bitch. You say something, I'm sued. I got your ass." Like he hit him financially, so it's like it, it ain't like he wasn't thinking about this shit. He's right. been doing. He's he's a professional at this. How do you he, do that? Non disclosure agreements. Do you leave Come that, on, like on the nightstand instead of forty dollars. Do you, do you <laughs> leave that non disclosure agreement right there so when they wake up and turn over, there it is. <laughs> I mean, and a gag order has to be enforced by a judge, right? Yeah. Like, and, I, and it's funny because, like I said, my wife was the one that told me about this. And I kept thinking to myself, it's like, well, how could you do that? How's that even possible? I didn't even realize fucking was something that you could do, like a legal thing. And she's like, well, you know, folks do it all the time. Them non-disclosure agreements and stuff. Like Dave Chappelle made fun of it in the skit one time. But that's real shit. That's what some of these NFL players think. We, we were talking about, like, how Deshaun Watson's going. Like, bro, you should have had some of these chicks find some non-disclosure agreements or something. Before you ain't got these massages. You probably been okay. But I'm just, but, but apparently there are legal avenues to deal with situations, especially when you have money. Right. Like there's a whole different kind of attitude when you got cash in the bank and when you're talking about protecting your assets and protecting your future. And that's why I say, back. I don't believe that this dude did this by mistake. Right. It goes back to what Kevin Samuel said. He says, when these brothers get a certain amount of money, you should not expect them to be in the monogamous. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening at all. Hey, Which is all question. the more reason. I got a question. Mm-hmm. So so to swing this back around, right? Because because uh, one of the questions I keep seeing online is, hey, you know, basically what it boils down to are some is some people saying good advice is good advice no matter who you hear it from. Mm-hmm. I, I I got a strong opinion about this, but I want to hear what you guys think. I mean, can can people should people can people even listen to him now? I mean, what? I mean, hmm. with all that he did, it's not like he just so, cheated one or two times and made a mistake. This was not a mistake at this point. He, so, you know, so here, here's the thing. I've looked at some of the message boards under his little videos, right? And you'll see strings of women who are like. I listened to you and dumped my man because of the things that you said. And now it turns out you're a direct reflection of, you know, the type of man that that I had. And these women feel betrayed. They feel betrayed because they really listened to him, not realizing what kind of brother he he is. Good advice is relative, right? That's why I keep bringing up the, the, the Kevin Samuels comment. Because he's talking to women who have this specific idea of the type of man they want. 
They say, I want a man who's tall, who's built, who's making six figures and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, do you understand what comes along with partnering with a man like that? You know, so I feel like the 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 quality of the advice he's giving is relative to who you are trying to pursue and the situation that that you're in. I know, I guess I'm kind of in between on whether or not the deliverer matters if you're hearing good advice. But the real question becomes: Can you even trust that he's going to give you good advice? Because we've said over and over for this past hour. He basically tells you what you want to hear. He fills your head up with what he feels he believes black women want to hear about themselves and want to hear told about black men. How can you trust a person like that? I would say that you can't. But Jason, what are your thoughts? Well, the problem I got with advice and then to trust somebody enough to follow some advice that they give you. I feel like you kind of got to know somebody. I'm not just going to listen to Joe blow off the street when he tell me to do something. Cause I don't know him. I don't know what this dude do. I don't know how he lives his life. And you can sit up and you can tell me whatever you want. Like when it, when it comes to, when it comes to advice, the things that you have to pick and choose from people's advice, you can't just follow what somebody else says. Now, if these women are mad because they went out and they didn't dump their men because he told them to, well, you're, you're a fucking idiot. And I, and I hate to sit here and call you that, but I call a spade a spade. Stop depending on other people to tell you how to live your fucking life. How would you even know good advice from bad if you don't even know how to deal with the person that's in your life? The dude is with you and you follow some nigga on YouTube <laughs> some nigga on YouTube's <laughs> advice and dump the dude that you knew because he said some shit that was similar to the things that he was doing and it's not to say that these people weren't in bad relationships or whatever the case may be but the problem with that thought pattern is, is that somebody else has more influence over you than the person that you're trying to be with and that's already fucked up your relationship as it is that's already taking you down the path and whatnot you shouldn't have took in the first damn place. And you clearly weren't ready for it in the first place. So if you upset because of what this dude did, I don't understand how you don't realize how people fuck up or how people make mistakes. Well, some people can talk a whole lot of shit and it don't really mean nothing. So if you're not capable of resp responding to somebody who's, who's selling you a story, or if you're not capable of, of, of taking apart what somebody advises you to do and direct it into your life the way you need it to be done. And all you do is follow what somebody else says, just jump off the fucking bridge when they tell you to. Yeah. Uh, can they, can they listen to him? Sure. Because he's going to go down a whole nother lane and he's going to talk to a whole nother group of stupid fucking people. And you know <laughs> how I know that? Cause he knows how to, he knows his marketing. He knows who he needs to talk to. He knows who he needs to get. He knows that there's an audience out there for people who done fucked up, which is what he is now. He's a fuck up. Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, I'm so sorry I fucked up. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Hey, by the way, I got a book coming out about this that's 50% off. <laughs> Why don't you go out and buy it and see how I fucked up and see what I'm doing to fix my life? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, of course, people are going to the same people that pissed off right now. No, he can't take that lane no more because he's turned. He made a right turn. and He went down a new lane. Right. So he has a whole new audience. He's about to fuck around and please. Hudson, what do you think? Here's my take on it. Right. Because the biggest example that people come up with is a doctor. They say, well, you know, doctors get sick, too. Are you not going to listen you know, to their advice just because they get sick. Here's the problem with that, right? Doctors have degrees and doctors take an oath. In other words, doctors do things to help take the place and help put that trust into you to listen to them, right? Mm -hmm. So they do that to counteract the fact that they get sick. Now, here's the second part of that is that 
Doctor, we don't go to doctors for the right reasons. We don't go to doctors to be healthy. We go to doctors just for you to fix what's wrong with us right now. <laughs> and as far as being healthy, <laughs> we we could give two shits about that. That's down the road. Right. So, you know, so so since we don't go to doctors for the right reasons, I can guarantee you if you went to doctors to be healthy, you'd be a lot more choosy about your doctor. Mm-hmm. Think about who you send your kids to. You're a lot more choosy, I bet, about who you sending your kids to because there's a lot of health on the line and you want to make sure they grow up right. Right. You might take any old doctor because you really don't care about your health. And that's why America's one of the sickest countries in the damn world is one of the reasons, right? So it's a bad comparison. Derek Jackson is not claiming any degrees, right? I don't see Dr. Derek Jackson on his on his bio or on his page. Okay. He didn't take any oath to give you good advice, right? So here's here's my end all be all, right? My dad used to tell me good advice is good advice from who it came from. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Right. Because to a certain extent, you need to trust the person that you're getting advice from or it just ain't it. Right. Now, it might work one time or two times, but I'm not going to consistently take advice from someone who 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 doesn't have a similar moral compass as I do. Mm-hmm. So so it have been different, maybe if he cheated once. OK, I slipped up. I, I'm human. I slipped up. This is not the case. He repeatedly did it. He went through all those steps and all those emotions of feeling bad about it, overcame that, overcame that obstacle of feeling bad about it and continued to do it. So for me, good advice Mm -hmm. is not good advice from that dude. Right. So that's where I draw the line of that whole of that whole argument. So don't bring doctors to me talking about. We still listen to doctors. There's a reason we still listen to doctors. Okay. Look at the degrees on the wall. Look at the oath they hmm. took. That's why we'll listen to a doctor and we won't listen to that shit. That's why. That's my take on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. Um, a good idea to get a second fucking opinion. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy watching this spiral downward. Honestly, I, it was hard for me to watch the history videos. All of them, you just feel like you're seeing a person self-destruct. So it'll be interesting to see um, one comes out of the next few months with Derek Jackson, whether it's like you said, Jason, he'll just move to a different grift or mm-hmm. this is pretty much it for his influencer career. But regardless, I think it's been a, a huge wake-up call for a lot of Black women. Moving on to the next topic, we'll end, as we always do, on sports, but we're going to shift it a little bit. Not talking about football this time. We're going to talk about basketball because it seems like, it seems like finally the Bulls have decided to get their stuff together. While the Bears can't seem to possibly make a quality trade or do anything to actually improve the team. The Bulls, meanwhile, have added another all-star in the form of Nikola Vucevic, who is was the center for the Orlando Magic. We added him along with several other pieces. Um, let's see. So the Bulls acquired him along with Al Farouk Aminu for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., two first-round uh, drafts this season, and the Bulls selection in 2023. Sounds like a good trade to me. We need to start competing now. These people have sucked for way too long. And this makes the the Bulls, frankly, watchable again. Also, they're talking about that since we've added this additional all-star, it makes it much easier to hopefully sign Zach Levine to a um, long-term contract because it can help give him some confidence that the Bulls actually want to be able to compete and, you know, hopefully win a championship at some point in time as opposed to him just spinning his heels in in a city that has no interest in winning. Um, Hudson, I'll start with you. Any thoughts on this? I I think it's, it's, this seems like right out of Bears playbook, honestly. Um, 
It's, it's like 2018 really? when they came out the gates. and Yeah, it's like 2018 when the Bears came out the gates and said, oh, we got we got Mac. We got Matt now. And and they they make it like we get this piece, it's a done deal. And yeah, they look they look good in 2018. And then 2019, 2020, they went back to just mediocre and it just went downhill. So here's what I think. The problem is, hmm. is that Levine. He is not the guy. If you're looking for your one-two punch, they keep treating Levine like he's the one in that scenario. And I think he's the two mm-hmm. punch. Mm-hmm. I, I think we still don't have a true mm-hmm. one punch. And a center in today's NBA is not a is not a one. So you got two twos now on your team and still not a legitimate one. And not to mention, we still do not have a legit point guard. So so while I think we'll True. be able to better compete, I, I think this was the year. This was uh, Levine's, I think, his first All-Star game, right? I think we had a lot of momentum and a lot of chance right now to get as much as we could have got for Levine. And I think we still could have got the guys we got, but I think we could have kept our draft picks. And I think we could have looked toward next season of trying mm. to get a one. Basically, I thought with this new regime, this was their only shot to just completely rebuild. But now if they wait a few years, it's going to be like these bears. And it's going to be, hey, we don't have time for you to rebuild anymore. We need to win now. And so I think they didn't put themselves Why don't you into believe- a corner now that now they have to compete. Go ahead. Why don't you believe that Zach Levine is a guy you could build around? Just late in the game, he's not that guy. Like he has late in games, he has mm. streaks where sometimes he could do it, but he's just not that guy that just can just can you can't depend on him to take that game over and make the great decisions that's needed to be made at, mm. in the game. And and without a true point guard to 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 like if they had got Lonzo Ball, you know I think this this could have been a, a great help. We still wouldn't have had a true one, but it's, it would have been a great help to have a true point guard to help kind of keep that flow going and and get the ball distributed where it needs to go. But Levine, it's too much of him trying to just take the game over. No guys are, you know, no guys are really able to help out. And it's just on him. And he ain't got it to do that, you know. So I just, I've never seen him. And keep in mind where he came from. Every team he's been with has not been a contender. And and he has not led any team to be a contender. I'm not saying he's had a lot of help in a lot of years. But, you know, it's just... You know, Michael Jordan, when he started out, I'm not comparing, I'm not trying to compare to Michael Jordan, but I'm just saying when you have a true number Mm -hmm. one option, uh, Michael Jordan would do everything he possibly could to make sure that they at least had a winning record, that they at least competed in every game. And there's too many games where they just don't compete. And I I just don't see that fire Mm. from him to really take it over. I just don't see it. So you don't feel like he rallies the troops? Mm-hmm. I, I just nope, nope. I mean, look at look at already this year they got a much better coach upgrade, and still the past two months I think they said the, these guys haven't beat a team above five hundred in the past two months, and they come out of All Star break with Levine getting his first All Star. That should have been a bit momentum for him to come out of gates and take control, and he didn't. He didn't, and we've lost six of the first nine coming out of All-Star break. I just don't see it. This guy will help, and I think the Bulls are getting above 500 record this year, and they might even win the first round of playoffs, but I doubt it because they just don't have the experience. You know, but right. I, as far as competing, I just don't see it. They keep treating Levine like this is his team, and he hasn't, he hasn't done it that way for it to be his team. So, Jason, what about you? Does 
do these moves make you want to watch basketball more? Will you be supporting the Bulls, or will you still continue to ignore the NBA? <laughs> I, I have no reason to watch basketball at all. Uh, I, I have never been a fan. Uh, uh, yeah, the, my, even my, during the Jordan years. That's what I was just about to say. Like pretty much the nineties was it for me, and the only real time I watched it then was just for the like the playoffs and the finals. Mm-hmm. But I I never just sat up and watched a basketball game like that. That shit seems annoying. Really? It just does. It just, ugh. I tried yes. once. I tried. I, I've gone to a basketball game. It's different when you go to a game mm-hmm. where, like, you know, they, for me, when it comes to going to, like, professional games or even, like, college games, I like the atmosphere of a stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, when you first walk in and you know how you're walking around trying to find your seats and stuff. But you mm-hmm. see the little gateways that go onto the field, and you see everybody that's all on the other side, smoke and all the, the lights and stuff like that. I love that shit. I love stadium atmosphere. I love being in a place. I can really give a fuck. Like I took my son for his fifth birthday to a Bulls game when they played uh, uh, the Pelicans, and I could give a shit about the game. I didn't care. <laughs> I was just cool being in the stadium. Right. Like I was there, like my my wife signed them up for the whole kids day thing, so they got to go down to the court and you know slap hands and whatnot with the players. I oh, couldn't wow. tell you none of the motherfuckers they had they they fucked around high five. <laughs> I didn't know who any of them was. It was like yeah, yeah. high five my son, yeah, Get your hand up son, high five number twenty four. Where the fuck he is? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I like the fact that my kids got a kick out of it. That's just about it. But I I. Like as as a game itself, like I have no real, I ain't got no real reason why I don't like it. I'm not gonna sit up and tell you like you know I had this bad experience playing basketball one time, nothing like that. Cause I played all the time. One night when I was in college, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I played all the time. So uh, I was on a basketball. basketball. I enjoyed playing basketball when I had knees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why well, I still had legs? Yeah, it was all good. I could run up and down the court. It was great exercise. It kept me pretty healthy for a little while. If I, the Bulls were I, competing for a championship, would would that make you watch it? I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna sit down and watch like a whole season to watch them. If they get into the playoffs or something like that and they make a little run, I might check out a game here and there. But I'm not gonna race home to see it. You right. know, if I'm if I'm flipping through the channels, it's like, oh, the Bulls in the playoffs. You know, I'll watch it for a minute and see how it go. What made you watch in the nineties? Jordan and them. Okay, like I say, like it, it, it was hard pressed not to just like. We were talking about it one episode where we we talked about like how the atmosphere, of the playoffs was, mm-hmm. like at the Bulls, the Bulls is gonna play Orlando, or the Bulls is playing the Knicks. In the playoffs or something like number one, it's either gonna be a fight or something gonna kick off, Jordan gonna slap somebody, he gonna dunk on somebody. It was gonna be something, and it was always fun to watch other teams like get hyped up because they would beat the Bulls like one or two games <laughs> in right. their series and shit. Like, yeah, we about to do it. And they just all their all their hopes and dreams just start crumbling because he's <laughs> physical. Like, they'll get geeked up because they get like one we, win on the roads. Like we beat the Bulls in Chicago. Now what? And they'll take them, they'll beat the hell out of them wherever the hell they like. Like when they would play like Indiana. Like anytime they play Indiana, you know it was it was always that, hmm, I wonder if this would be the I'm like, no, nah, dog. This ain't the year. Jordan, maybe when Jordan retired again, yeah, maybe. Poor Reggie Miller. <laughs> I used to, I just remember all them games like when it was John Starks and Patrick oh. Ewan and all them all them motherfuckers. You hated the motherfuckers on the next. I hated John Starks. I swear to God, if I'd have met John Starks somewhere at the airport, I'd slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I, swear to God. I hated that dude because he was always trying. But but that was what I loved the atmosphere of like then because those were players. Mm-hmm. Like those were guys that played ball. You know what I mean? Nowadays, like you, you just don't see that in the game today. It's, 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 it's about wearing jeggings and what weird <laughs> shit you could wear to the court, and you know, hey, pay a couple million to have a bunch of all stars come play on one team. Bunch it, of it, flopping. It's, it's not interesting. Draw a bunch of files. It's not interesting at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing that you want to. Well, follow. I watched I watched one game. You know what I mean? Day and. 
And, uh, you know, they, they was just, they, I swear, they were going back and forth for like two minutes of regulation, you know, like two minutes of regulation when you count the fouls and the out of bounds and all that ends up like 10, 15 minutes of your life. <laughs> but two minutes of regulation, they're going back and forth just hoisting up threes. And most of them are uncontested. Right. You know, like back then, what you're talking about mm-hmm. with starts, there was defense. Like, like there was a chance that mm-hmm. the other team would actually stop you. Like, even though you knew there was Jordan, you knew that they was going to try to fight and scrap and claw and try to stop them. You knew that. And you knew there was a small mm-hmm. chance that they get them. <laughs> so so it's, it kept you on the edge of your seat. But right. today, nah, man. No, it's just, uh, it's just like boxers just not throwing punches wildly right now. Mm-hmm. Like if that, you remember, the like, like the uh, Ray Allen. No, I was about to say the the Go ahead, uh, like the last time I really watched the Bulls was um was uh when they had uh Rose Derek Rose, uh Jakeem Noah, you know. Uh, and, and those guys, and that group was exciting because they played defense. They brought energy, you know, and, and it was exciting to watch them play. This Bulls team right now, oh, oh, it's garbage. feels like garbage to me. Maybe that's because this is what I think about, it too. Like, there was a lot more personality back then, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when you heard, when you saw when they would speak, like, granted, the majority of them was, like, half retarded and shit. Like, if you sit and you listen to Charles Barkley, I couldn't listen to Charles Barkley speak at all. Like, <laughs> I, I, why did you even put the mic in front of this dude? But even, but even the fact that he... Terrible. He, 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 he still had, like, personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, everybody then, they had personalities. They weren't these dry ass fucking. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? I came and I played ball and blah. blah, blah. <laughs> Damn, dude, like, do you have any emotion? Anything? Like, there's nothing. It's it's like some football players and stuff like you see nowadays. Like, like when you talk to them, and it's something that I, that I think about. Like, I hope my son doesn't turn out like that. Like, if he starts playing sports and he gets good, mm-hmm. like son, just have a personality, dude. Be fun. <laughs> Be something other than yeah. I just want to thank God for having a good game and we. <laughs> we just, you know, Carson Wentz he threw me the ball and I caught it and I ran down the field and caught the touchdown <laughs> and that's how. It's like what the what what uh, what is wrong with you that you have no personality? Don't uh don't put press your luck. You know you'll end up with a little Rodman. <laughs> running around, coming hey. back with colored hair. And- <laughs> hey, he was entertaining. I, I, I tell you that much. If he was anything, that motherfucker fucked around and made, made shit interesting. Like, oh, wow. That would happen. Oh, okay. All right. Just don't go to Vegas with him. It's just fine. I ain't got no problem with what you do. So just have a personality and, and have fun. Enjoy the game that you play. If you're going to do it, at least enjoy it. It don't yeah. seem like they enjoy what they do. They're just out doing it. Yeah. Well, I think people well, are moving around too much. That's the, the problem. Like they moving around so much mm-hmm. that because part of the personality comes from the city you're at. And so when these stars keep moving around so mm-hmm. much, like like, you know, Chicago is a city about defense. Like Chicago, even though Jordan was a scorer, you know, the the that team, what made him exciting was that he'd go out there, he'd block a shot, he would get that defensive rebound, he'd get that steal, he played defense. You know, and Chicago's a defensive town. So when you don't play defense, I mean, that's the personality, and, and we don't like that. So if you don't stay in a city and you don't get that personality and don't build that with that city, that's a problem. Now you go into some other city, you know, there is no personality. Right. You're traveling from city to city. And I think and that's one of the things I said before. Now, I think you guys have said it really hurts the brand, in my opinion. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think definitely the NBA overall is going to have to make a shift as far as uh, refereeing and how the game is being played right now, because I don't think it's as good a product as it was before. And they're going to have a difficult time trying to draw people back in once this pandemic ends, 
They're going to need to have a push that gets people back into those seats mm. and gets their revenue back up to what they were expecting before. So I would expect significant changes, to be frank with you. Hey, you make them keep, uh, tickets cheap and shit. I go to cover games. I know my son want to go watch them again. They, <laughs> they, no they ain't doing that. Mm. They ain't doing that. They're going to figure out how to get people to buy them tickets at the price they have right now. Mm. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, they though, got these new players. Hudson, I feel they got that center. They're going to raise those prices now. Right. Right. I feel more positive about the Bulls moves than you do, Hudson. So I'm hoping that this is the start of them building together a real core. You know, I think it not maybe not necessarily one that can compete for a championship, but at least one that can go deep into the playoffs. I really miss those Derrick Rose, Luol Dane, Joakim Noah years where we always felt like there was a chance and we always knew the team would play hard. I'm just trying to get back there. I'm not trying to go back to the Jordan years. I know that's asking a lot. I just want to go back to the years where, man, I really enjoyed watching them play. You know, it was just always a joy. And I knew that they would play their hearts out. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, Jason. Like, Joe Keem Noah was a real personality on that team. Like, you enjoy mm-hmm. watching him play and you enjoy watching him interview. He had real heart and real soul, you know. And even though Derrick Rose, he wasn't necessarily a big personality on the mic, on the floor, I felt like he was a huge personality. You know, on the floor, I felt like, yo, this dude is building up the intensity and really making things happen. And I just want to go back to that. Can we just get back to those years? I just like to see him in the playoffs again. I yeah. I dig them eras just like in like the 80s and the 90s and stuff where like you always saw like the Bears, the Giants, San Francisco. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? It, they were always in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And it was always kind of hit and miss. You know, like who was going to be there is like San Francisco got a bunch of championships out them years. The Giants got a bunch of championships out them years. We got one. You know what I mean? And then it, for them years, it went after Jordan and retired. You know, you know, there was a little skepticism. There was there was some there was team building again. They brought in them two cats and whatnot from high school. What was it? Uh, 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 his name wasn't Curry. I know it was one of them kids. I know it was two of them from high school. One came from here, and another one was from here. They was both big guys. You Brand. know, they, not Elton Brand. Elton Brand came mm. out of Duke, mm. but it was two cats they got out of high school that they brought up. Then they were playing for the Bulls mm. at one point in time, and like at so that was, point, you know, they were Tyson trying to rebuild. Chandler, and they were trying to I make things happen. One. Tyson Chandler. Mm. Yep. And, and uh, I Tyson can't Chandler, remember. They got him. Out was of high it Eddie school? Curry? Was it Eddie, Eddie Curry? Curry? Yep. Was that his name? Eddie Curry. Curry Eddie Curry, because yeah. he came out of high school. I think he, it was yeah. either Western House or something like that. He came. I know he played on the West Side. I know that much. But you know, and then they, you know, it was just them years where they were consistently in the playoffs all the time. They was either the seventh or they were the sixth, sixth seed or they was the eighth seed, whatever the case may be. But they were always in the playoffs, and I think we ain't been in the playoffs for like maybe what about last four or five years. Hmm. At least. So I'd, I'd at least like to just see him in the playoffs again. Yeah. It'd be nice. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds, brothers. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to thank all of you for joining us here at SJH Man Cave. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Remember that you can hear this and other episodes on all your major podcast platforms. We are on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. Once you're there, please hit that subscribe button, like, and leave a comment. You can also like, share, and follow us on Facebook at SJH Podcast Family and at SJH Man Cave. I would like to thank my two fellow podcasters, Jason and Hudson, for keeping it real. Until next time, this is your host, Samori, signing off.